Well, it's another edition of the Tony D Podcast as we uh, continue this hangover from the Colts loss on Saturday to the Buffalo Bills, as well as if you stayed up late night Monday to watch the Kings beat the Pacers. Uh, that sucked out loud, but thanks for listening as always to the Tony D Podcast. We've got a lot to get into. We're going to talk some IU hoops. Um, you know, I wish I could break down that Alabama-Ohio State game, but again, it was a shellacking. We knew what Alabama was going to do. It sucks that Sermon got hurt on that first drive, but it just shows you head over heels that Ohio State is is 10 times better than everybody in the Big Ten, but Alabama, you can make an argument, is 5 to 10 times better than Ohio State. So, um, man, I didn't even really watch that game. I I was playing in my basketball league, but you just kind of knew what was going to happen. If you're looking for high-quality flooring with a lifetime warranty and 100% kid-proof, waterproof, and pet-proof Cortex flooring, is the way to go with beautiful options from wood to tile looks. The built-in cork backing creates an extra layer of installation. Easy to clean and won't stain. Get a hold of my guy Harley today. 317-755-1246. Flooringisforever.com. We're looking at um, you know, almost approaching mid-January here. And Daytona's right on the corner. So we're going to have a Daytona special. I'm going to try to get uh, maybe Adam Alexander. Adam Alexander's been doing college basketball games. I was watching UConn and DePaul the other night. And he was on the call. So maybe we'll talk a little college hoops. Maybe talk a little Daytona preview with him. I'd like to get a driver on. We'll see what happens. Um, I'll start reaching out now. Michael McDowell is the guy I really want to have on because that's that's always my sleeper pick for the Daytona 500. But, again, that's a month away. Um, back to the college football playoff. I mean, I think the cool thing is, is next year's national championship game will be here in Indianapolis. Um, obviously, a lot can change in a year. I've learned that over the last year. I think we all have. Um, so we shall see. Um, IndyCar right around the corner. I guess it's really in April, so we got plenty of time there. But it's gonna we're gonna dive deep into this college basketball season. Um, Kyle Gilbert again, my buddy from On the Bubble and the sponsor here from Caliber Home Loans, is set to join us here shortly to talk IU and some uh, college hoops coming up. Um, but again, I'm still a little bit bitter about that Colts loss, but I'm going to have to get over it. Am I not? All right, we got a lot of college basketball to talk about. My buddy Kyle Gilbert, a proud sponsor of the Tony D podcast from Caliber Home Loans, joins us. Kyle, we got a lot to discuss, man. How you doing? Good. How you doing? It's glad to be back in the uh, recording business after last year. You know, so yeah, we had a lot here. of we had a lot of fun doing uh, on the bubble, giving our picks, and this is something that that you do almost every day. You're looking at at what you like, whether it's St. Peter's or IU. That's where I want to start is with the Hoosiers, Trace Jackson Davis having a great year. Um, so far, just just tell me what your thoughts are on the Hoosiers. It's kind of been an up-and-down season to start. Yeah, I always preseason right around kind of map out what I think we're going to be. I say we, I'm a Hoosier, FYI. So, um, you know, and honestly, it's gone pretty to par. Games I thought we'd, you know, for sure win. Games I thought we'd compete but probably lose. You know, Texas, FSU, at Illinois, at Whiskey, of course. The home Northwestern obviously being the disappointment, but – in general, I think this is Archie's best group. It's his best defense he's had, and that's obviously his staple. Um, love the young guys. Franklin outs hurt, but some of the young guys, I think it's going to pay off huge dividends down the road, getting thrown to the fire. Um, case in point, Anthony Leal. You know, I like my advanced metrics. I actually pulled him up on him. Uh, a buddy of mine sent him to me as well and saw that, you know, his splits offensively are were tremendously better with Leal on the floor, the way he can stretch the floor. So I think these minutes – for the young guys are going to pay off in late February, March. So I like what I see. I'll tell you what, Tony, I'm sure, you know, I, I look at the rest of the schedule and it's like, holy smokes. I mean, 
Purdue, Michigan State, Iowa, Rutgers, Michigan, Illinois. It's like, where's the next, like, you know, freebie? <laughs> the Big Ten is just ridiculous this year. So, what, uh, what do you think about Archie Miller? I know a lot of people last year were like, oh, maybe the whole COVID and no tournament bought him another year or two. Uh, but it seems like he's got the guys to buy in so far this year, especially those young guys, as you mentioned. Yeah, so I have some inside, definitely some connection to the team. And I, they are – this is the closest group. They do everything together. And I'm talking like all 14. They go everywhere. They love each other. It is night and day difference than last year. you got to give a guy – this is year four for Archie. People forget. I know IU wants it now, wants it done right away. But, like, he's barely had a class, let alone get him to train his way. I mean, he comes from the Beard Bennett, like – coaching like not treat and work with them but same ideals of like it's going to take time to buy into the pack line no middle d and play his way and it's just not something you do overnight so halfway through year four the fact that people want him not gone but you know what i mean like he has to you have to give him time and if you compare to like tony bennett's track record it's very similar actually if you go look that up on wins and losses and efficiency ratings it's almost identical actually so i like this unit i like what he's done but yeah i want to see still can see some growth the rest of the season Let's look at the rest of the Big Ten. I mean, obviously, Iowa comes to mind. They're on top of the standings. You've got Rutgers, a pretty good team, even though they had a loss. Michigan State's kind of been a, a coin flip so far this year. Outside of Iowa, as we know, and you can break them down if you like, who's got the best chance to make a run deep in the tournament out of the Big Ten? So right now, Michigan's the one playing lights out. They're mm-hmm. undefeated 5-0. and They've played a softer side. I think they've had a lot of bottom teams like Penn State, Nebraska, Northwestern. When I say bottom, I mean, you know, comparatively, there is really is no bottom in the Big Ten other than Nebraska. Um, Hunter Dickinson's been an amazing freshman, Teske-esque. And I know they lost last night, but, it, I mean, this isn't the question you asked me. If I had to, had to pick a Final Four team out of here, and I know it might not be everyone's first choice, I still think Illinois has that talent. When you ask me, absolute alpha NBA player guard for March Madness, Desumu, check. Maybe the, one of the best bigs, Co- Coburn, check. Sharpshooters, Miller and Fraser, check, check. Uh, just dog in Georgie on the glass. Check. Like, they cross everything off. I don't love Underwood. They've lost a couple close games, including last night to Maryland. They shouldn't, but the talent and the pieces and everything they do, top 20 O&D, that's – that's a team I still think, man, That's they could easily make a Final Four. I would not be surprised. I was having this discussion over the weekend about Gonzaga and where they stand. Obviously, top team in the country. You can only play your schedule. If, um, but it came to my attention. I was told that this is the best team we've seen out of Gonzaga, and that's saying a lot, you know, a few years removed from making the national championship game. What are your thoughts on the Zags out West? I think it's one of, and I, I, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to be prisoner at the moment. This is one of the best college basketball teams I've seen in a while. I was thinking back to 2015 Kentucky. Obviously, I had the undefeated run, lost in the Final Four to Wisconsin. I was actually at that game here in Indy. Uh, 2009 UNC team, Hansboro lost in those guys. They ran through the tourney, won every game by double digits. This is this is one of those. They're on that level. Obviously, I've been following college hoops since I was like 11, which is over 20 years. It's one of the best teams I've seen, and I, I don't think I'm exaggerating saying that. Now, their D's been a little lackadaisical, and it worries me. I feel like that's kind of flip a switch. In the t- they really have had a close game where they've had to lock in, you know what I mean? They've kind of just free-flowed and smoked everyone. Um, but the players they have, just when push comes to shove an attorney game, and especially with a great coach like Few, this is on the same level as that 15 Kentucky and 09 UNC in my mind where I'm like, this is just a team I would be, I will be surprised if they don't win at all. I will be. And I know Baylor's a good threat to them. And obviously hopefully they would meet an attorney, but that's where I view Gonzaga. 
give me a team that maybe is, I guess, maybe flying under the radar, but has the potential to make a deep run, maybe even get to the final four that, that most folks that maybe just pay attention to the major conferences uh, wouldn't really, wouldn't really pinpoint to be an elite eight final four type team. Yeah, I'll give you two because obviously this is still quote unquote a major. I really like UConn. They haven't played a lot of games. They've had a couple COVID shutdowns. Um, they only have one loss. It was OT to Creighton. They're quietly just taking care of business. I love Bugnight. Obviously, I'm sure everyone he's becoming a household name. Love the team. Whaley, rim protector. Paulie's been awesome lately. So I'm really high on UConn. They could definitely make a run. They have the pieces, that alpha guy in the tournament, obviously. The sleep, there's, I mean, I think there's just one really, really good mid-major. There's, I'm sorry, there's several good mid-majors, but there's one like clear-cut right now, and that's St. Louis. They've also been on COVID lockdown since, gosh, I think around Christmas time. It's been a while, but that team has really – I think they're almost top 30, top 40 Ken Palm, which is, which is extremely high for – I know they're A-10. The A-10 is really good, but – Goodwin, Perkins, uh, Jimerson, obviously French's. I mean, they just go so deep and they can shoot finally. Like a lot of these, you know, they're always been defensive principles under Travis Ford, but they're shooting at a high clip. I think they're top 10 and three point percentage last time I looked. Um, that is a team that do not be surprised if they're, you know, I don't get into the whole seeding. Bractology is not my thing, but they could easily be a, a high ish seed. Like they're not going to be a 12 seed. I think they could actually get a legitimate seed and make a run through. All right, I'm going to give you two teams. You tell me who is more likely to make the Elite Eight, Houston or Drake? <laughs> uh, Drake is probably the uh, you know the other big name popping around. Like I, I picked St. Louis when you asked sleeper mid-major. Drake is. They haven't been as tested as St. Louis. That's the only reason I'm holding off on anointing Drake so far. Their schedule, I think, was upper 200. They haven't really played, maybe even 300, a really, really good team. I'm not sure they played a top 100 team yet. So the jury's still out on on that team. Um, Houston, though, I, I would have said Houston in a no-brainer if you asked me the other day, um, but obviously the transfer of Caleb Mills, who was the AAC preseason player of the year pick, I mean, you, that loss could not be understated. They still have plenty of guards, um, you know, and obviously Kelvin Sampson's style. He just seems like he's itching to have one of these teams break through. Slow, they play D. That team could definitely make an Elite Eight run, absolutely. Um, but the Mills loss definitely hurts. Kyle Gilbert with us. We're talking college hoops, but you also sponsor the podcast, which I appreciate. Um, this is it's like it's 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 almost like the NCAA tournament when it comes to refinances. It's it's do or die, go or go home right now because this is the best time, and people need to pounce on it. Um, go ahead and let people know how out there how you can save them money immediately. Yeah, I think that's the biggest misconception with refinances. Like, well, like you know, we give some numbers, we talk about it, and it's like, well, let me talk about, think about it, let me get around to it. And it's like we're not trying to pressure, but refinancing is strictly rate driven. It is not your choice. You can't just wait till the fall to do it or wait till the summer, or whatever, because if rates go up, like there's you just out of your control. You can't pick and choose your rate if that makes sense. So. You know, Caliber does more business here than anyone in Indy. So, you know, we're, you're definitely backed by a good company. But it's you'd be shocked how much money you can save, you know, when you just crunch a number. So rates are definitely on the move higher. Um, a lot to do with the election news this last week. We've seen a lot of uptick in rates. So I don't know if that's setting the tone for 2021. They're going to start going back higher and really, really might be your last chance to get a really good low rate. So shoot me a message. I just quickly crunch the numbers. You know, it really becomes a math problem. If you're saving a hundred bucks a month and it costs you 1500 bucks, you know, break even points in 15 months, you're going to be in your house another 15 months. Yes or no, it's worth it. You know, plus the savings long-term. So it's not like I'm trying to swindle you into a car or a new TV or anything. Like I said, it's really a math problem. 
happy to help, happy to look at the numbers. Just shoot me a DM on Twitter um, or reach out to even Tony. He can get you my contact information. So I do appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it as well. We'll do this again next month. See where we're at with the refinance, and we will see where we're at um, with the upcoming NCAA tournament here in Indianapolis. So we'll do this over the next couple of months a few times, and uh, we'll save some people money and, and let them know which teams to watch out for when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Awesome. Appreciate you having me, Tony. All right, a big thanks to Kyle there. Uh, some interesting thoughts on IU, what we could see for the Hoosiers coming up this season. I mean, like he said, Archie's best team. So if you're a Hoosier fan, you got to like what you heard. Hopefully that can, um, you know, play into some good results when it comes to the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament coming up here. In Indy, I think uh, Lenardi has them as a nine seed right now in the tournament. They're obviously not going to play in Bloomington, but maybe they play here at Indianapolis or send them north to West Lafayette. As always, thanks to Kyle at Caliber Home Loans and Flooring is forever responsible to the Tony podcast. We'll have another one coming up later on this week talking about the NFL playoffs. Take care.